I just I, th I think it's it's a, a process where you can start to to, to feel um, the kata as being less of a uh, a manual process and more of a more of just a, a pattern that you're enjoying and then you're learning as you go along and then if you can start to visualize as you go along then the kata can come alive for you as well hey guys and welcome to karate over coffee a podcast where we chat about everything and anything related to karate and kabuto i'm reese cummings and i'm here with my friend and colleague shane mcmahon Obviously, at the moment, we can't get to Okinawa or those of us that have teachers in Okinawa, we can't get those uh, people over. But you've said that obviously travel is this pent up thing. And, and I know it is because I'm looking at booking a domestic holiday and everyone who would normally go overseas at the moment is traveling domestically in Australia. Mm. Um, but that sort of links in well, I guess, to the idea of tourism. Tourism has been increasing quite significantly in Okinawa or karate tourism. Uh, and there's obviously been a, a high push with the Olympics that was pushing the um, that form of karate and the publicity that that was gathering. And then Okinawa perhaps then looking to go, well, how do we uh, also promote our own agenda? So how, do, how have you seen, I guess, Okinawa and uh, karate tourism change over the 10 years that you've been there? Uh, how do you see it positively or negatively impacting um, the, the, the community there and more broadly? Um, yeah, I mean, I, over the, like I say, the sort of 10 years or so that I've been here, I've, I've seen a lot of positive development in um, karate tourism. I mean, karate tourism as a phrase, you know, upsets a lot of people, makes them feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm. But the idea that um, karate should be, particularly karate in Okinawa, should become a bit more accessible uh, and, a, and a bit more um, open and easy to find is a good one, I think. We all, we all respect and appreciate uh, teachers and dojos who, who um, um, you know, want to stick to their tradition, uh, maybe want to keep things very quiet and hidden away. Um, but the truth is, if we don't teach the next generation, about karate and kobudo then very often it dies away and that has been in case for, for for many schools and styles in okinawa um it's almost a natural thing in a way you know perhaps a teacher doesn't have a any a, you know someone to to follow them and, and continue their their study but um it seems a shame that to make it difficult for people to find uh, karate practice and kobudo practice when they come to okinawa so fortunately, over the past 10 years, it's become a lot easier. Um, the dojo bar was an important place in that, in that um, process, but also the, the Okinawa prefecture itself has um, opened uh, significant new facilities such as the Karate Kaikan. Um, they have, they have uh, put teams in place, which you can contact such as the OKIC, um, who are there specifically to help you um, find you know, training resources and other resources when you come to Okinawa. And of course, there are much more uh, bigger, more public events that happen. Um, probably the the most significant being the um, um, uh, well, the biggest one was the four thousand man uh, karate demonstration all down Kokusai Dori International yeah. Street in the middle of Naha on Karate Day, October the twenty fifth. Um, so, and 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 the other things that's happened has been a, a lot more international seminars. So Okinawan teachers have been sent uh, in teams to go and do seminars in overseas countries, almost as ambassadors for um, for Okinawan uh, traditional martial arts. So I, I think there's been a lot of great progress. 
Um, and I think it's measured in um, the, the awareness that people generally have about the connection between karate and Okinawa, for example. That's kind of step one. Um, and I think that awareness has got a lot better. Um, but, you know, other things help along the way as well. You know, I mean, we can even, we can always give thanks to the Karate Kid movies and even Cobra Kai uh, mm. for, <laughs> yeah. for giving people yep. kind of an interest into, into karate and, and, and an idea that maybe it's connected to Okinawa. I mean, again, you might look at these things and wince a bit, or, oh, you know, because, yeah, but it all does help to, 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 to raise people's awareness about Okinawa. I still think there are a lot of people in the world who've never heard of Okinawa. They don't even know where really? it is, right? For sure. Um, and uh, I, so, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's quite interesting. Last week we spoke about some of the things that got adults back into karate as well, and, and Cobra Kai was one of those. And we've had people yeah. list on the where did you hear about us or why are you starting saying, yeah. you know, Cobra Kai, or they're enrolling their child because they don't want to do it. Well, you know, they don't have time to do it or whatever it might be, but they want to live that passion through their children. And uh, so, so it's interesting. I think all these things do contribute towards a knowledge and even if it's nothing other than uh people actually learning a what is okinawa and where it is uh and b that's actually where karate uh came from and i think there were a lot of people that perhaps say let's say 10 years ago that were still less aware of that and then over the last 10 years so many things have happened um I, my first time to go to okinawa was in the late 2000s and uh, I've been every year except for <laughs> the last year and um, this year and seeing the difference between walking down the main street and perhaps how many people were there versus how many people are, are there now or if you go out and look at a, a karate monument or something like that, there will be someone else there looking at the karate monument as well. And, and I think that's nice because it brings together this, this group of people where we share a passion and interest in something. Yeah, yeah uh, the uh, I jumped on the monorail one time uh, after class, and the only people who were sitting there were all wearing white karate pants, and we all looked at each other and like, "Are you going to the dojo bar?" Yeah, see you there. <laughs> what do you think the negative impacts have had on the um, the the Okinawans opening up their borders a little bit more for for foreigners? Um, I, you know, um, okay, so Okinawa over the past 10 years has gone through a, a, a boom in tourism generally. So, um, you know, there's been various deregulation that's allowed the air, um, people to, to travel more directly into Okinawa. Mm. Um, and uh, just the, num the general numbers of tourism have actually skyrocketed. So, of course, going with that, there's been a lot of development, you know, lots of new hotels being built, new roads being built new facilities being built. And of course, that always puts pressure on the existing um, infrastructure, community, uh, environmental concerns, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not, you know, and, and so people coming to Okinawa um, with an interest in karate are sort of part of that, but, but honestly, a, a small part of that still. Um, so I would say that if, if there are any negatives, it's not so much to do with karate specifically, it's maybe that the island itself is just dealing with a lot more visitors these days and things change. And I guess mm. for those people who, you know, were coming to Okinawa or first came to Okinawa several decades ago, um, 
the place does look probably very different. I mean, even to me, just one decade on, it looks very different. But, you know, that's that's what happens. You know, that's that's how it goes. And I think we just adapt to it. From a karate perspective, I, I really don't have any negatives. I don't care. I don't mind if, if you can now find, you know, karate-themed um, chocolate or, uh, you know, uh, karate-themed socks, whatever. I mean, to me, that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, it doesn't it doesn't impact um, the core karate community's values of teaching authentic karate and everything that goes with it. I just see it from a, you know from a marketing perspective. We kind of talk about it as a funnel, right? Hmm. The more that comes into the top of the funnel, yeah. the more eventually it gets filtered out and comes out through through the, the base, right? Hmm. Um, you need you need to keep feeding in more and more so that you eventually get. The quality stuff that comes out of of the of the of the base, and um, in from a karate perspective, that means that the more people whose attention you can catch, the more likely that you're going to retain more people who really have a passion, a true passion for, uh, and, and hopefully a lifelong interest mm. in traditional martial arts practice, because those that's the core of of karate, right? Those people that love it and want to do it, and then want and then naturally will pass it on and teach it to other people too and spread the values that go with it so um so i, th I think it's all good just as long as blue seal ice cream stays the same we're all sweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the uh the limited edition blue seal ice cream has been the same since i first visited to uh what it is now so i i think it's going to stay the same mm. so how do you see James, uh, like your 100 kata event or similar events like that playing a part into bringing the community together and, and how can that, I guess, uh, help people expand their network or learn new things or connect with people? Yeah, so the 100 kata events were conceived as a way of um, sharing the uh, celebration of Karate Day with people who are outside of Okinawa. Um, so, um, the, you know, the, the Karate Day um, celebration, celebrating essentially the establishment of, of karate as a name for, for Okinawan martial arts. Um, uh, that's become a, a, a very significant celebration in Okinawa, but um, it was not being used, not really being extended outside of the island. I, I was contacted by quite a lot of people who were kind of wanted to know more about the Karate Day and to get involved. So that was the idea around 100 Kata. Was that it was a way that people could kind of all get together, uh, enjoy the same challenge, and feel connected, particularly on that day uh, of Karate Day. And um, so, um, and I, and I, and 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 the 100, 100 Kata event has become a, a way that um, a way also for dojos, I think, to um, uh, to invite other people, to get new people to come in um, and join in the event. Um, it's a great way to 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 show what you do. You know, usually the hundred kata events are done in the park or in in in, in some public location. Um, usually outdoors is really nice if the weather permits. Um, and so yeah, it's it's a simple event. I mean, and it, you know, it's not a money making event. We don't you don't have to pay to take part. Uh, the idea is just to maximize participation. Um, and I'm hoping that. Um, I'm hoping that we can continue to do it, and it, it sort of, um, you know, continues to go alongside the um, the, the uh, karate day activities that happen 
here in Okinawa. In fact, of course, last year, um, because of because of COVID, um, there was no Karate Day um, mm. events here in Okinawa. However, we will we were still able to some extent to do the the 100 Karate events around the world. People could participate online. So in, in that way, it will sort of become a, um, a sort of a substitute. So that was nice too. Yeah, I think uh, both Reese and I uh, did the 100 Kata last year. Um, but I, I remember doing it, uh, I made the mistake um, one year with with James doing, choosing one Kata. Uh, yeah. And I did Kosokundai. <laughs> and I, I was about 50 in and people are finished. I'm like, oh no. So then I just finished with my Fanchi. <laughs> Well, that's good. It's good that you aimed high, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize, uh, one, how long it took, and two, just physically demanding it was. Yeah. 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 Our, our kids quite like the event, actually. They look forward yeah. to it each year, and we don't, we, we sort of uh, blur the, the, the guidelines a little bit with the idea that we want to do 100, but we work towards doing 100 collectively uh, across the kids <laughs> because. I think when we do it with the adults, it ends up taking us two hours or something like yeah. that. And uh, keeping the kids' attention for two hours is, is, is an extensive period of time. Um, but, it, but it is a workout. And if nothing else, by the end of it, at least you've got people knowing Carter pretty well. Well, yeah, it well, says it's yeah. 100 Carter, not 100 good Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the thing as well. I mean, um, I, I wrote a little kind of essay a short article on on the experience of doing 100 kata in um, you know continuous um succession um just personally what i took from it um which is that yeah not everyone is going to be perfectly executed or look like it would look if you were doing it for competition for example mm. um, your body's going to go through various phases of fatigue um but also various phases of sort of tension and relaxation as well. Like you're, you're fairly tense when you do the first 10 or 20 because you want to get them right and you want to sort of stay in time with everybody else if you're doing it, you know, in a group with other people, et cetera, et cetera. But by the time you get into sort of the 30s and the 40s, um, you're starting to actually um, relax a little bit mm. and um, you go through these phases of... of uh, not thinking so much about you know what the next move is you know because you've done it so many times you know the body starts to go into into more of an automatic um, uh, mode um, and then you find that actually it flows more you you tend up being faster um, maybe you get a feel for the kata as more of a connected thing as opposed to a series of techniques that you have to remember then do and then go on to the next one right um, also I think um, I, just, I, th I think it's, it's a, a process where you can start to, to, to feel um, the kata as being less of a, uh, a manual process and more of, a, more of just a, a pattern that you're enjoying and then you're learning as you go along. And then if you can start to visualize as you go along, then the kata can come alive for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, so um, one of the things that, that is nice to encourage is, of course, you want to get 100 repetitions out, but also a points to... Um, either to pause or maybe after the 100 to take a look at the, you know, some of the applications for the kata as well. Of course, it depends on on you know physical state that everybody's in, but but, um, <laughs> but that's you know, prob you get, it, probably a better <laughs> a, a, a better uh, chance or better way to practice a, to to do those applications. 
you know, not when you're fit yeah. and healthy and ready to go. And hold on, I haven't warmed up yet, you know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, um, you guys have probably come across Higa Minoru Sensei, um, you know, head of the Kudo camp in, uh, in Okinawa. And Higa Sensei is famous because training, almost every training that you do, I'm sure, I, you know, I, I'm not a regular member of his dojo. I've been to one or two of his trainings. Every single time you'll stand there on the floor and do 2,000 punches. Uh, no, or um, and um, basically he's, and I think there's a lot in it, but but certainly one of it is just to just try to fatigue you mm. so that you don't have any strength left to push out these techniques, and it just comes down to pure technique. Um, and also you've got time to really think about what you're doing as well, right? It takes a long time to do that, um, and uh, I, I think it's very much the same the same principle. Yeah. So. A lot of your work, James, is obviously about bringing people together. Uh, yeah. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say the Asado yeah. Dojo probably has a similar uh, a similar aim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How have you found, obviously, being a uh, foreigner that lives in Okinawa with a high density worth of dojo in such a small place? How have you found, I guess, establishing that dojo? What, uh, for any other, obviously, dojo owner, there's always barriers with starting a dojo. You may have different ones or similar ones. Uh, yeah. what, what have you found along that way? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, on the face of it, it would, it would seem to be very ambitious to open an, another dojo in Okinawa where there are already 200 dojos, you know, within the, the municipal area. Um, so the Asanto Dojo kind of has a it has some some, some unique um, um, let's say um, aspects to it. Of course, as a as a as a foreigner uh, and as an English speaker, then there's an appeal to local people who want to come and do some training and also potentially you know do so speaking English as well. So for our kids classes, for example, and like any other dojo. You know, we have a lot more kids than we do adult students. Um, so our kids' classes are very popular. Um, and uh, most of the credit for that goes to Becca, who, who's my assistant here and, and who, who runs the kids' classes. And she does a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, we have a very popular kids' classes and that helps us to keep the dojo running. But also it's very, um, gives us great energy as well, you know, to see mm. the kids come in. These are all local kids, by the way. They're all Okinawan kids. And... Um, they come in, they um, and it's probably an equal split between boys and girls. Um, and they come in and they they have a really physical, high energy karate class, and they practice their English, uh, and it's all good. It's that's a really really good result. Um, I bet I bet I, there's uh, sorry I bet you there's a lot of people going blasphemy. You're teaching karate in English. How <laughs> dare you not use the the local native language we all count in Japanese and all of that yeah, kind of yeah. thing sitting at home in our dojos. But I think that cultural exchange is part of why yeah. we find things interesting. We like Indeed. karate because it's a foreign culture and then yeah. perhaps they're liking it because there's a foreign culture element too. Indeed. The thing to understand what people outside of Okinawa probably don't understand is that your average Okinawan doesn't know anything about karate. Mm. Um, many Okinawans don't even know that karate originated in Okinawa. Um, so, um, for them, for, for most of them as well, karate is, is as almost exotic and special as for somebody outside of Okinawa. So getting them to choose, particularly to, to, to do Okinawa alongside all the other, um, 
sporting and exercise choices they have. First, that's a win. That's still a win in Okinawa, right? Because Okinawa, uh, in, karate is not as popular as baseball or soccer or volleyball, right? So getting the kids in is, is an important thing. Again, it goes back to sort of the idea that the more that you get in, the more might stick with it um, as a lifetime practice. That's particularly important in Okinawa. Mm. Um, but then, the, you know, the English is a, is a really is a good bonus then too, because we need them to become good communicators. We need them to become confident and actually have the tools to be able to communicate with a broad range of people. Again, you know, whether they choose to pursue karate as, as what they do or whether they do something else, if we've enabled them to have the confidence and the communication skills to do whatever they're going to do, then I think that's a, that's a, that's a big win. I mean, we've done something good there. Um, so, and then, you know, the Sato Dojo only has a small adult membership and right now it's just local people. Um, but, you know, some of the same dynamics apply, you know, these are local people who probably wouldn't have done karate otherwise, but, you know, they're intrigued by the, the mix of things that we have in the dojo. Um, and, um, you know, of course, at the moment, things are a bit restricted, but um, when international travel is, is possible, then we would have a frequent, um, uh, frequent set of guests coming in. Um, and what I try to do is not to sort of monopolize them, um, but to try to enable them to then go and discover, um, discover other dojos, other teaching and the wider set of information in, in Okinawa. So, um, uh, so giving them say a basis for then going and some vocabulary, some, some understanding about uh, etiquette and things like that, that would enable them to, to um, go and, and, uh, and meet Okinawan teachers and train with them too. So, um, so that's kind of the Asato Dojo's role. Um, we're not trying to build a uh, Asato Dojo kind of organization. We're much more of a sort of a, a, a bridge um, for um, connecting people to, to the karate culture in Okinawa. Awesome. And um, I remember when you when you were building that uh, Asoto, Asato Dojo across from the Dojo Bar, and which leads me into saying a question that you, I'm sure you've been asked a thousand times, mate. what um, Dojo Bar 2? <laughs> yeah. Um, is it on yeah, the I mean, um, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I am, I'm kind of enjoying a little bit of a rest from, from the Dojo Bar. I know that might... Some people might hear that and go, "Oh no, you know," but, but it's you know not having the the nighttime business every night in has it, it, been a nice change of pace. Um, having said that, though, um, yeah, um, the dojo bar, of course, is still hugely popular, and people are looking forward to coming back to the new dojo bar. Um, it is on the cards. Um, I'm not rushing to do it because we're still probably months and months away from mm. people actually being able to come here. However, uh, it is on the cards and. Um, so uh, when the time is right, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be looking at that. It won't be in exactly the same location, but it will be somewhere nearby and uh, easy to get to for sure. I, I bet your liver is uh, thankful for the for the pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, um, I, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a professional in that regard when it comes to that anymore. Like one couple of beers now, and I'm, I'm out for the count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and what happened with, with to all the uh, memorabilia from the dojo bar? 
Um, some of it has been stored away uh, to go into the next one. Uh, some of it I gave away. Uh, some of it we auctioned off. Uh, that actually helped a lot in the first few months of of COVID when um, we had yeah, no I, idea. I bought some. No idea where <laughs> revenue was going to come from, or you know, it, it was last year. Uh, until we got into this sort of new pattern of, of, of um, learning how to do things online and mm. uh, other things like that, then um, yeah, it, you know, we had a lot of months of worry, along as everybody else did. So yeah, some some of it we auctioned off, and that went off to to, to new homes too, including yourself, Shane. Yep. Um, and um, you you still got some yeah, uh, so, uh, that's, some uh, of my alcohol there. Oh yeah, I got it tucked away. It's all good. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> it's getting better with age. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, James, if someone was uh, looking to come back to Okinawa when everything opens back up, or they're trying to reinvigorate their karate practice, or that yeah. kind of thing, or even maybe they're looking to move to Okinawa, what mm. would be a couple of uh, things to think about, or tips that you might give them? Okay, so if people are looking to visit Okinawa, I would say um, um, looking practically at the situation, I think that that's going to be possible from, from 2022. I would say um, start researching now, start um, looking into what you want to do in Okinawa. Now there, is, there are more online resources than ever before to kind of um, research uh, what you want to do in Okinawa, both from t in terms of um, training, um, but also all, um, other things to go and see while you're here. Um, uh, the OKIC um, is a good starting point if you want to organize specific training going into different dojos, or you can um, talk to individuals such as myself who are located here in Okinawa, uh, and we can give advice and sometimes introductions too. Um, for people that are more ambitious and want to move to Okinawa, that, that is a, that's, Kind of another level of challenge it's not that easy to to relocate entirely to japan um, but it is possible to come here for extended periods and try out studying and living here so for example um, you can uh, when you get here and if you build a relationship with a with a local instructor um, it's possible to apply for a visa which will allow you to stay for a year to study karate um, there are various conditions that go alongside with that um, but um, many people have done it. I've done it in the past, um, when I'm, uh, and I've helped other people to do it too. So if you're really, you, you have to really, really want to come here. It's not that easy to do, but it's possible. So if you have the dream, then uh, I would say, yeah, pursue it and go for it. Um, um, you know, Okinawa is just one of the best places to come and live and um, and train. So um, I would say, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pretty and it's a pretty good place culturally as well just the people yeah. are nice the weather is nice we're experiencing some flooding here in australia at the moment yeah, um, I, know. yeah I know okinawa is no uh uh sort of flooding or, or weather events are not necessarily new to okinawa but with uh if you're thinking about the cultural side of things because we do we can often I, I've done it before. I go on a trip. I go to the dojo. I train at the dojo, and I don't get you know too many other places. Perhaps dojo and dojo bar, and then that's that could could have been about it. But culture is an important part. So, would you have both of karate and 
not just the karate culture, but the Okinawan culture, what would be, let's say, three things that you would either want to visit or see, do you think, when you were there? Okay, so um, I think that you should, you should do a tour of um, karate history. Um, and um, so um, find a, a local guide. Um, and uh, that could be, again, from the OKIC. Um, uh, I'm happy to do that too. Um, even uh, some prominent Okinawan teachers, such as Hokama-sensei, um, mm. are happy to do this, where they'll take people around a tour of Okinawan um, karate history sites. That's always a great thing to do. You'll learn a lot along the way, and not just about karate as well. It's a great thing to day out to do. Uh, I would also recommend that um, you take some time to uh, explore um, Naha City. Um, so uh, just, uh, you know, going around the markets here, going around the areas in the city. Um, and if you can, I would say if you can get outside of the city, um, if you can hire a car, for example, or you use the local bus service, um, go off and explore some of the other areas of, of, of the island. Um, you know, there's, there, there's lots and lots of information online now. Um, you can find ready-made sort of tour routes or guides. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, get out, get out of Naha City um, and, and go exploring around the island. You can even hop on a ferry and go off to some of the other smaller islands for a day or a couple of days and come back. Mm. Um, and again, I'd recommend that. It will make your, your, um, your, your visit that much richer. Um, if you are specifically interested in some cultural activities such as uh, music or dance or pottery or something like that, then... Um, Again, um, you can do that fairly easily here as well. Um, so again, do a little research online. Um, you can find links to that and, um, and go and, and, and experience those aspects of culture too. And what about how far away is the Orion Brewery? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the north part of the island. So it's a great, uh, a nice thing to do if you're gonna go and uh, go out for the day. Um, zoom up to the north part of the island, which is about an hour's drive away. Mm. Um, and then you can go and see, yes, the Orion Brewery, the Fantastic. aquarium, Nakijin Castle, um, the Sakura Park, which has the memorial to Echi Sensei in it. Uh, you can go to some beautiful beaches up there. Uh, there's, there's lots and lots to do up there. So, yeah, that's a good day. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, uh, I think that wraps it up nice and neatly there, James. Um, so, we'll, we'll put in in the links, uh, put your Bujin TV links in the comments as well. Uh, but where, where can we find you, mate? Uh, yeah, um, so um, uh, find us on Facebook. Um, I'm on their personal profile. Sato Dojo is on there too. Um, and of course, uh, Bujin TV too. Um, you can email me, uh, james at challengeokinawa.com. ChallengeOkinawa.com is the site where we also list information about karate tours, uh, also 100 day kata, 100 kata uh, karate day events, that sort of thing too. Um, so yeah, ChallengeOkinawa.com, Bujin TV, um, and yeah, just find me on Facebook. If you can, if you can spell his surname. <laughs> and, and, and also, yeah, we try, try James Okinawa. You James might get this up there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we forgot to ask, mate. What what coffee were you drinking? This is Karate Over Coffee. Oh, uh, this is the Mocha Blend from A Price. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's another little tip. If you're gonna come to Okinawa and maybe gonna stay for a while. Uh, you can go to A Price, which is a, a really nice little supermarket, which has some nice imported stuff. 
including good mocha coffee. And I'm drinking it here from my locally made, uh, handmade um, mug as well. Um, Very nice. And Reese, what, what do you have? What have you got today, mate? Oh, I went back to my my regular cappuccino. Oh, no chai latte. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just uh, I'm just a long black again. Boring. I might mix it up next time. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Thanks uh, very much for joining us, James. Oh no, thank you. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been great to catch up with you guys. Um, I hope we can do it again soon. Uh, it's good to see you. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you'd like more information, check us out at karateovercoffee.com. Or have a look at wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be on Spotify, iTunes, on the website or online. And I look forward to grabbing a coffee with you next time.